Welcome to the Back to Me Project College and Beyond, Episode 20, The Advantages of Earning Your Degree While in the U.S. Air Force with Major Retired Samuel Moore. Every job they have on the civilian sector, they have it within inside the military, especially within the Air Force. So anything that you can do on the civilian side, you can do in the military. But when you're on the side of the military, you get all these other benefits and you get to see the world. A couple of things I wanted to mention is that just some places that where I actually live. You know, I, I lived in Hawaii. I lived in Korea. There was great people. You learn a different culture. You learn a different language. I was able to go to Laos. I was able to go to Germany. I was able to go to Italy, Spain, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, all that on the military dime. So what I'm saying, you have the whole world in your hand. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Yoli Tamu. This week, we are honoring our veterans by highlighting some special individuals who are serving or have served in the military. In this episode, we are honoring Major Retired Samuel Moore. After serving 30 years in the U.S. Air Force, this retired meteorologist shares the great benefits of receiving your degree while serving in the U.S. Air Force. If you are considering a career in the military while receiving your education at no cost, this interview is for you. As we continue honoring our veterans this week, I had the pleasure of speaking with 30-year veteran, Major Retired Sam Moore of the U.S. Air Force. This retired airman had a career in meteorology where he served as a meteorologist. Major Retired Moore is currently a contractor who works at the Army Command and General Staff School in their Distance Education Division. As a Southern Illinois University Carbondale graduate, he knows the importance of obtaining an education while in or out of the military. Welcome to the podcast, Major Retired Moore. How are you doing? I am doing outstanding. I'm so excited. And please call me Sam. Oh, okay. Definitely. I will call you Sam. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being with us. You having a good day? Yes, I am. And thank you for your time. Oh, great, great, great. Okay. So now as our Air Forceman, I wanted to, or our Airman, I should say, I wanted to ask you uh, what motivated you to select the Air Force out of all the branches? Well, me growing up in Chicago, I just thought it was more to the world than just Chicago because in Chicago, I was getting, you know, some job rejection and I wanted to travel. And I also was told that, you know, the Air Force, they were probably one of the smarter branches of the service. Also, as far as the um, Army, you know, my, my generation before me, my dad, my uncles, all of them, they were drafted into the Army, and they did not want me to go to the Army. I couldn't the Navy. I, I know that people in the Navy love the Navy. I have nothing against the Navy, but for me, I cannot see myself being out there on the ship for like six months at a time, mm, okay. and, and they go hand in hand with the Marines. Mm-hmm. So the type of person I am, I chose the Air Force. And so what motivated me to join the Air Force is that I wanted to see the world. And I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. I love it. Can't beat that. That is one of the major benefits. Yes. Okay. Now, what are some of the other benefits? Let's get into being an airman. So we have a college podcast platform here, primarily college freshmen, women that are transitioning into college, as well as college graduates going out into the workforce. But I'm finding I'm attracting young men as well. So when you speak about the benefits of being an airman or airwoman, you're talking to everyone. So can you map out a few of those benefits for us? Yes, I sure can. And, and the Air Force is a great place for, for women today and for men today. And I'm a definite advocate to go to the Air Force. And you have a lot of different benefits. So let's just first talk about one of the big benefits 
is free living. I mean, once you join the military, if you stay on the military installation, you stay there for free, or if you stay off of post, they give you a stipend. So you, on top of your pay, they would give you a living expense just for you to have housing and live very nicely. Mm-hmm. You also get medical benefits while you're there in the military and also school benefits. I'll tell you a short snippet of my story is that when I joined the military, they selected me to become a meteorologist. And just for me going through the meteorology school, I was able to obtain my associate in meteorology. And the Air Force is the only branch of the service that actually has an accredited associate program in the military. Mm. And I, I did that. And, and, and who inspired you to go into meteorology? What made you decide on that, that major? So you have to um, score well on what they call the ASVAB test. Yeah, all branches of the service take that. And once I scored well on that due to the diagrams that they use to determine what jobs you could go into that you would do well into, I was selected to be a meteorologist. So the Air Force selected me to be a meteorologist. I didn't select the Air Force to be a meteorologist. But once they did, I loved it. Oh, great. So they thought it was a great fit for you, huh? They, they did. They did. And I did 30 years of it. As a matter of fact, I got a nickname. People stopped calling me Major Moore. They just called me Sam the Weatherman. That was my <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. And how many years? How long were you the Weatherman? 30 years. I, I did oh, it for wow. 30 years. You're yeah. full time. Wow. Yeah. So I was, I was active duty. There are different branches in the in different sections in the um, Air Force. Like you have reserve, you have guard. And you have active duty. And I did 30 years active duty. And, you know, and one of the other benefits, what I mentioned, well, before I get to that, the school finished with the school, was that the military would actually pay for a lot of your schooling. They would, depending on your job, they would pay all the way through your PhD. So mm. the military paid for my associate, they paid for my bachelor's, they paid for my master's. I had zero debt. And mm. then, and depending on your career field, they would either pay for your PhD and you would have zero debt. And that's that's very good because it equates to money, putting money in your pocket when you get your degree. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know you and I were talking about the difference between eight years time and, and 20 years time in service is the amount of time you spend in education, right? Yeah. So so to be an officer, you have two sides in the military. You have enlisted and you have officer. To be an officer in the, in the military, you have to have a four-year degree. You have to have that. It's a prerequisite. If you don't have that, you can be enlisted. And don't get me wrong, some enlisted do have four-year degrees, but that's a criteria to become officer. And just to talk about pay scale, when I said put it in your pocket, if you stay 20 years as an enlisted person, which isn't bad, but I'm just talking about pay, you could make the same pay in eight years as an officer. Mm. And then once you get to that 20-year point as an officer, you know, your your pay scale is really up there. And it's public knowledge. If you'd like to know what you make, just Google military pay and it, it'll tell you because it's uh, since we're federal, it, it has to be published. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you also told me something about one year of education for one year of service. Is that how that works? Yes, 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 yes. They have they have several educational programs out there. They call like they have one they call the nurses enlisted commissioning program. They have the leaders encouraging airmen program and the airmen early education commissioning program and that what those programs are, they will send you to school to a civilian Institute. So you would get your paycheck, wear civilian clothes, go to a civilian school, get your education. But once you graduate, it's typically one year for one year. So for every year that they send you to school, you're the air force and one more year. So if Mm -hmm. you go to 
to school for two years. Once you graduate, you owe them two years. You go for four years. Once you graduate, you owe them four years. But, you know, nothing's free, but you get an education. You're getting mm-hmm. a paycheck going to school, so you're ahead of the average college student. And I think it's a great way to get an education. Absolutely. You get paid to learn. You get a full paycheck, plus that housing allowance that I was telling you about on mm-hmm. top of So that, that is an awesome benefit. It's definitely worth it because you always hear these stories about why people don't want to join the military because they don't want to go to war. You know what I mean? But they don't hear of all these other great benefits. So that's why I'm glad to hear you laying this out. Yes, yes. And, you know, especially in the Air Force, you know, they they joke about us, but we fight the war from behind our desk between computers and stuff, unless you're a fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, so you're not actually going to be sent to war. I did go to Saudi Arabia twice. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I fought the war kind of from from behind, so that's okay. a, another good thing with the Air Force. <laughs> you said from behind your desk, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Okay, now are the qualifications are they pretty strict to be an airman or to even be in the military? I would I would assume they are. Well, they they are strict to be in the military, but they are I, I believe they are the strictest in the Air Force. Matter of fact, I went with a young gentleman today to the Air Force recruiter because he was interested in it, and he asked me to go with him so he wouldn't try to pull the eyes over, the wool over his eyes. Mm-hmm. And the questions that they asked, you know, you can't have bad credit. You can't have speeding tickets. You can't have any serious health issues. Mm-hmm. And you have to score well on that ASVAB test mm-hmm. to do well and to just, to, just to get into the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and, they, made, and he, they, they made him sign a statement saying, from this point on, if I have any problems with drugs, alcohol, marijuana, bad credit, I would not be able to go into the Air Force. Mm, wow. So they're, 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 they only want the best of the best because once you get in, you're representing the United States of America all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then you told me about being a single parent, that, that that doesn't qualify you either, huh? No, it doesn't. Well, so I found that out today is that before, if you were a single parent, you could not get in the Air Force. But today... They said if you give up your parental rights to your child mm-hmm. while you're in training, you can get into the Air Force. But you have to give up your parental rights. Okay. And how long is the training process? Uh, it depends. Some of them goes from basic training is like six weeks. And then mm-hmm. you have to go to your tech school, which is could be anywhere from another six weeks to a year. My tech school was a year long. So I would say minimum two years, mm-hmm. 18, two years. And when you say your rights, that means you have to like sign something to give away your yes. rights. Yes, to to your parents, wow. your cousin, and you have to show them paperwork. They just, just can't be with grandma for a little while, huh? You got to sign some paperwork. Put it in writing. You got to put it in writing. Wow, True that's story. pretty powerful. Okay, that's just that's, that's just to get in. Mm, mm, mm. And then there's no guarantee. That's true. That's true. That's no guarantee that you'll make it through basic training. Basic training, you know, it it, it is very very hard. Yeah. Mm. So it's something to really think about if, if you're a single parent. Okay. Yeah, you have to do a lot of running. You got to do a lot of push-ups. You got to be smart. You got to play mind games. So it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get out there, groom you to be the best of the best. Right. Now, speaking of mind games, now on this platform, we really promote mental health awareness and, and self-awareness, you know, because when you transition into college, uh, particularly as a freshman, you know, it's a whole new world and you're out there by yourself. So I'm sure that feeling happens in the military. So yes. how did you take care of yourself initially? Yes. So especially in the military around the holiday season, people get lonely. You know, you have to stay in touch with your family and friends, get your good circle of friends. And you do have the mental health 
section in the hospital, and that is totally confidential. Mm. And you know, I, I say take advantage of it. It's free, especially if you're on the outside. You can pay thousands of dollars to go see mental health or a psychiatrist. Right. But take advantage of it. You know, your friends, family. And also, the military knows that people are away from home and away from their family, so they give you time off. You know, like if there's a holiday coming up, like that lands on a Monday or Friday, they typically give you those four days off. They probably give you that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. And if you go to a deployment, when you come back, they'll give you two weeks free off. They, they don't charge you vacation time. They don't, you don't have to go to work. You just come back and you're off from two weeks, sometimes three weeks, just to decompress to be with your family, you know, because mm-hmm. it's very important to, to keep your mental health. Mental health is is real. Now, for, for young men, because you said you had 30 years of service. So coming in, did you have to deal with conflict resolution? Did you have to learn some of those skills to get along? Most definitely. Most definitely. Especially, I had two parts. I went through the enlisted training and I went through the officer training. Mm-hmm. And enlisted training was six weeks. The officer training was 12 weeks, I believe. And during that time frame, you have to learn to work with others, people you don't know, people from different backgrounds, people from different parts of the country. And you, you get a lot of emotions tied up in that and people act differently. So you got to learn that conflict resolution. You got to learn to work together. Teamwork is, is critical, especially when I went through officer training school, just about teamwork, 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 and getting to a final destination by leading. Sometimes you have to lead from behind and you got to know when to leave from, sometimes you got to leave from in front, but you got to know when to leave from behind also. Mm. Those skills are, are very critical. You have to work together as a team when you make your team run. Because mm-hmm. some people run faster, some people run slower, but you got to cross the line together as a team. I love how you said lead from behind because that can mean different things. That can mean be quiet, silence, observe. It, it, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. You know, when I was in command, I had my enlisted people make decisions and I let them make the decision. And I said, whatever decision that you make, if it's right or wrong, I would support you. Just make a decision and lead. So that was me leading from behind. Mm, I love it. I love mm. that. That's good to hear, especially for the young people that are listening. You don't yeah. always have to speak. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sometimes silence could be very powerful. It is golden. <laughs> okay. Now, would you say in the military you felt truly like it was a melting pot, or did you feel there were some racial exchanges ever in your time? So the Air Force has always been, and I'm not going to say just the Air Force, the military has always mm-hmm. been on the cutting edge of the melting pot of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we integrated uh, early um, when the rest of the world didn't. So there was some conflict in the earlier years, but by the time I came in, I didn't experience anything. Um, there great. probably was people mumbling under their breath, but they didn't, they weren't outward with it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to progress through the ranks. I came in with, in the military at the bottom, which is the E1, no stripes or anything. And I was able to have the opportunity to go to school, to progress, to get my degree, to cross over, become an officer, and make it to the field grade officer ranks, which is in the top, which is in the top tier of the military. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot to be said. Absolutely. On the outside, I don't know if that opportunity is always there. Right, right. And so it was a true brotherhood and sisterhood for all of you while you were there. Yes, yes I, I believe so, because you have to. It's kind of like that I was saying, we all we got. Yeah. So when you go to that war zone, that's all we got. We're in a foreign country with foreign people and we got to work together for the mm-hmm. success of the team and so for the success of the mission and for the success of the U.S. Mm. 
Well, this has been great. Thank you for this. I think we got some interested people potentially considering the military. So that's why I'm doing this week. And and this has been very informative. So very thankful. Now, before we go, can you just leave some encouraging words for that person that is considering going into the military, even though they see so much happening on the news? Should their focus be on everything we talked about, education, benefits? What are some encouraging words? Well, I tell people this. Every job they have on the civilian sector, they have it within inside the military, especially within the Air Force. So anything that you can do on the civilian side, you can do in the military. But when you're on the side of the military, you get all these other benefits and you get to see the world. A couple of things I wanted to mention is that just some places that where I actually live. You know, I, I lived in Hawaii. I lived in Korea. There was great people. You learn different culture. You learn different language. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to Laos. I was able to go to Germany. I was able to go to Italy, Spain, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, all that on the military dime. So what I'm saying, you have the whole world in your hand. And the thing where you go, how many people you know got on their resume that they were a fire pilot? You know, mm-hmm. you could do that. And, right. Or an astronaut. You know, that, that is very possible. Mm. And we have a very new force that just stood up last year. We call it the Space Force. And mm. you could join the Space Force. That's the cutting edge of technology. So, wow. A new you know, branch called Space Force. A new branch called Space Force. You could join wow. the Space Force now. So what I say to the young people, you have the whole world in your hand. And it's just what you want to do to shape and mold it to make it happen. Wow. That is excellent. Okay, this is great. Now, is there like a website, a general place they can go to to get some information, learn Uh, a little bit more? Yes, and this is especially for the young people. If you got your phone, you just go to the Play Play Store, and they have a new app called My Air Force Aim High. And you download that, and it has a wealth of information. And if you type in your zip code, it can get you to the nearest recruiter. On there, it tells you about different programs. It tells you about different jobs. It tells you uh, welfare information. Look it up. My Air Force Aim High. And it's at the Play Store. Just download it, log into it, and it can get you to your recruiter. If you're not ready to talk to your recruiter, I I am more than happy. Y'all can email me, text me, and I'll be more than happy to get back with you to answer any question whatsoever that you might have. Because literally, the whole world is in your hands. Oh, I appreciate that. So you don't mind providing an email address? No, not at all. You can reach me at slmnaf at gmail.com. That's slmna as in Apple, F as in Frank, at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. I will definitely get back with you. You put your phone number in there. I will call you. And we could go from there. Oh, this is so great. So powerful, especially during this time. Thank you for just being available. You know, it's no, great. I, I, it was my pleasure. I'm more, more than happy, more than happy to um, assist in any way that I can. Mm. All right. Well, Sam, this has been a great, great, great call. And I look forward to talking to you some more. And thank you. Thanks again. And we'll talk soon. Uh, Thank you very much. My pleasure. And I'm looking forward to talking to you and others that contact me also. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this informative conversation about enlisting and receiving your education while in the U.S. Air Force. For more information about other episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Back to Me Project College and Beyond. I'm your host, Yoli Tamu. Leave a review at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to book me at your next student event, visit our website at thebacktomeproject.com. Until next time, be well.